Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for oh, about 13 minutes. In so doing, that keeps us in God's Word, focused on our relationship with God, on our spiritual lives, helps us to have a better mindset, to be able to deal with whatever the day throws at us, a more spiritual focus in our lives. Now, we encourage you to help other people in your life. You probably know some within your own family, in fact, who need to start to think about their soul, their relationship with God, about eternity. Help them by sharing these short studies with them. Now, you can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But Make up your mind and make that commitment, and today, start sharing with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can. You may help somebody ultimately get to heaven. Now, that'll be a tremendous blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make up your mind and help them by sharing these short studies on a consistent basis. We want to get back into our line of thinking and study talking about the greatest love story ever told. Well, again, what would you consider that to be? There have been a lot of love stories told through literature, through movies, a lot of love stories perhaps that you have heard people personally tell you about, or maybe that you have simply seen in the lives of others, or maybe you have experienced yourself. We like love, don't we? I remember a young man showed up in my office one time a great many years ago. He was having a particular problem with his girlfriend. In fact, I think they might have broken up. And he was talking about how she had apparently communicated to him that she experienced a lack of love on his part for her. And he sat in my office. Again, I had never laid eyes on him before. And he made a simple statement, I'm not sure what love is. Strange, huh? Well, he began to explain to me about his background, the kind of background his life had been lived through, and I understood more easily then why he said, I'm not sure what love is. How sad that somebody would be so devoid of examples of love in their life that they're not even sure what love is. Well, again, then, that would, that would really hinder them in life, having any kind of real, deep, meaningful relationship. But God's love story is the greatest love story ever told. The story of Jesus being sent into this world in human form with the gospel message of salvation to go to that cross and die thereon as the one time for all time perfect sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of your sins, the guilt of my sins, the guilt of the sins of all mankind throughout all time. My love like that, oh, it's hard to really wrap our minds around fully. That's God's love story. God's love story. It's put in a very succinct form 
in John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is a very succinct statement of God's love story. God loves us so much that he sent his son into the world to die. Not just for you, not just for me, not just for good people from a human perspective of what good people are, but for the worst of the worst, for the most heinous of all the heinous, the most wicked of mankind. He died for every body because God loves us so much. Now, for God so loved the world. Love is part of God's very nature. In 1 John chapter 4 and verses 7 and 8, as we read before, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And then in verse 16, we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Now, what can we conclude from those particular verses of Scripture that tell us that God is love and he who abides in God, or rather he who abides in love abides in God? In comparison to what that young man told me so many years ago, I'm not sure what love is. I'd say that God was not in his life in any kind of really meaningful, purposeful way. And when you absent God from your life, now you've got a problem with real love. What is it? How do I recognize it? How do I live in it? How do I de demonstrate it to others? How do I show it to my family or people I want to be my friends? God is love. He who abides in love abides in God and God in him. You see, love, real love, it begins with God. Just as real goodness begins with God. Real morality is centered in God. Love, true love, is centered in the reality of the love of God for us. In Titus chapter 3, we look at verses 4 and 5. And here the Apostle Paul wrote, When the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. Now, look, look. The love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. God loves us so much that he sent his son to that cross. And it's not just for certain individuals. It's not just for people who have, from a human perspective, lived good lives, it's not just people from one nationality or another. 
or people who are educated to this degree or not educated at all. For God so loved the world, that first statement in John 3.16 says. God demonstrated his kindness, his love for us in sending Jesus to that cross, sending him into this world with the gospel message of salvation. And the end of verse 5 there in Titus chapter 3 says, through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that's talking about the parallel of what Peter told the Jews on Pentecost when they said, what shall we do? And he said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The washing of regeneration. As the Lord sent Ananias to teach Saul of Tarsus, and Ananias came to him and said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. Acts 22 and verse 16 the washing of regeneration, the blood that Jesus Christ shed on that cross as we are baptized, buried with him through the waters of baptism, immersed in those waters. The blood that he shed on the cross cleanses us of the guilt of our sins. And as we go under those waters of baptism, his blood cleanses us of the guilt of our sins and we are changed spiritually. We are made new spiritually, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We come into Christ at that moment, Romans 6 and verse 3, Galatians 3 and verse 27. We are forgiven and we are saved in Christ, Mark 16 verses 15 and 16. And so we come up out of those Waters of baptism, reborn spiritually. We've got a new start on life. John 3, verses 3 through 5. In 1 John, again, we look here, chapter 3 this time. 1 John, chapter 3, and verse 16. It's a great parallel to John three sixteen. But here John the Apostle wrote, By this we know love, because... He laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. We know love because of what God did for us, because of what God the Son, Jesus Christ, did for us, going to that cross and submitting to the will of the Father and dying on that cross as the perfect sacrifice for us, for our sins. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. We learn love because of God's love for us. What a great lesson. How we need to pay attention. For God so loved the world, you and me, the worst of the worst, the most wicked of the wicked, even the atheists. For God so loved the world. And we'll get into the next part of that verse that tells us God's love story next time. Let's pray. 
Father, we give you the glory, the honor, the praise, and the thanks for your love for us so vividly, graphically, almost unimaginably demonstrated to us in sending your Son to that cross to die for our sins that through your love we could have the opportunity to be with you forever in heaven, forgiven of our sins. Thank you, Father. Glory be to you. Help us to live in your love and show it to others all around us. Please forgive us, we pray, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.